I'm your host, Arrow Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. Back again with both Ariel and Roger. Here's the quote to kick off our focus for today. I try to give myself permission to be a work in progress and not have everything figured out at once. It's more manageable and takes some of the pressure off of feeling like I have to have everything right all the time. This quote is by Jewel. So in one of our conversations, Roger, the topic of permission came up and you had a lot to say about it. So what was it that got us going on that path of permission? Well, it was one quote that you said that led me to think about permission. So the first quote you said, we were talking about perspective in one of your podcasts. And you said, you can't blame yourself for what you previously did not know. And that was like a huge aha moment that I had. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. And so the first thought that came to my mind was permission, right? Giving myself permission not to blame myself. And I think a lot of people do blame themselves, right? So, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, we think, well, why didn't I know that? Oh my gosh, I feel, and we start saying things like, I feel so stupid for not knowing that, or I should have known. And I thought, you know what? No, let's just take the 10,000 foot level. Look at this. If you didn't know it before and you know it now, there's nothing you could have done before exactly, without realizing it. So don't blame yourself. And I thought how freeing, how very freeing that was. Mm. And so what was interesting, can I share a story? Absolutely, please. Yeah, the story I was thinking of was this idea of, it also tied into what you were talking about with limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so one of the limiting beliefs that I grew up with was this idea of entitlement. I grew up in an environment of entitlement with my parents. That's just one of the things that was what our household was about. <laughs> and I didn't know any better, right? That just framed my world. And so my fear was that that's the way that I was viewing the world. And it actually was. There was a time when I was younger where I was afraid that that's how people were viewing me, that I was this entitled person. I was entitled. It was kind of like the world owed me in a way. That's the kind of entitlement. And I stopped thinking about that. That was a very selfish <laughs> way of looking at things. And so what the quote did for me was you kind of helped me turn to think about it in terms of turning that around. Had I thought about it this way long before, if, if somebody would have said to me, you can't blame yourself for what you didn't know, what a huge game changer that would have been. Mm. How did that change the game for you or the mindset for you? As you say, that would have changed a lot. What does that change? Well, we talked a little bit before about reframing things. Mm -hmm. And so when I think reframe, I think about the lens or the filter that I use to look through the world. What it kind of brought up for me was that I had a choice. Right. And so I didn't have the lens of choice to look through. And so one of the things that you had brought up, and it was kind of like this neat car metaphor that you brought up that I really, really liked, because blaming yourself what you didn't know, you brought up the word was blind spot. Mm -hmm. You said, think about it when like when you're driving, there's a blind spot and we know it, right? You know, between the rearview mirror, your side view mirror, there's a spot that you can't see, but you know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yes. so I can look back, right? I can turn my head and see, oh, yep, it's there. I see something there. You know, I see a car or I have an awareness. Mm -hmm. So I really started to equate what you said about blind spot to awareness. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. And with that metaphor that you're using, that we, when we talked about blind spots, you can't be seeing your blind spot all the time. You can't be looking there. Your, your focus can only contain so much at one time. There may be something in that blind spot that you're not aware of, 
the only responsibility that you have is once you know that there's a blind spot there and you know something oftentimes creeps up over there to look when it's appropriate to shift your focus over there. Whenever you're switching lanes or making a turn, it's important to check your blind spot. But that doesn't mean that you're looking in your blind spot all the time when you're driving forward. No. <laughs> no. It's one of the things I used in some of the talks that I give. I remember I put up a picture of looking at the road ahead and the road ahead should be bigger than the blind spot, right? Because yes. we shouldn't always be looking in the rearview mirror. However, we need to be aware. And it was that awareness that I didn't have. So moving forward, it's kind of like that toolkit. What do I carry with me? So now I can think about what filter am I putting this through? And I realized that once I had the awareness, it really could stop the blaming. Mm. That's what was really neat. That was what was so enlightening about what you were sharing. And I hope it's enlightening for your listeners too. I hope so too. And when you think about the blind spot, it's funny how if you don't check your blind spot, you're potentially going to hurt yourself and someone else. Right. One of the things that you said too, in talking about limiting beliefs, you were talking about the idea of giving yourself permission to understand. That's the other piece of permission that I really enjoyed was giving ourselves permission to understand. That goes back to the quote that we started with from Jewel too. So giving yourself permission to understand leads to another connection. And mm -hmm. something that you and I have talked about a lot, which is trust. And we talked about a lot about trust between two people. This is trust of self. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. Right? This speaks to self-trust. And you talk about self-trust. Where would you go with self-trust and permission to understand? So the funny thing is, if you beat yourself up over what you did not previously know, then you are telling yourself that you can't trust yourself. Yeah. It's essentially a catch-22. Yep. But when you embrace that, there's always going to be more that you don't know. That's true for you. It's true for everyone. We all have blind spots. and We all can only see so much at a time. Then you can trust yourself to continue to learn. And I think that's the piece is in the trust. If you beat yourself up for what you previously did not know, then you're communicating to yourself that you're not trustworthy, that you're not dependable, that you're not knowledgeable enough or wise enough or any of those things that we might think we are not enough of. But when we realize that we all have blind spots, so we all have limitations with what we can currently see, you can trust in that. You can trust that there's only so much that you can see at a time, but you can trust yourself to continue to look. And that's the piece that I think is so crucial is do you trust yourself to continue to learn, to continue to look, to have the courage to check your blind spot when you're going to make a move. And it's so important to give ourselves permission to understand because if you don't, then you create a cycle of not wanting to learn, not wanting to know, not wanting to see. Because right. then you're associating seeing what you previously didn't know with pain, with beating yourself up, with feeling bad about yourself. And then think about how much you're limiting yourself because you're saying it hurts to learn. Right. It hurts to see. And accepting that there may be a little bit of pain. That's okay. I think yeah. that's all right. Mm -hmm. I really do. There is a little bit of pain. But what I love what you said about there is being open to learning because when you open yourself up to that learning, you're also opening yourself up to some really good stuff, yes. some good experiences that can happen, right? Mm -hmm. When you change the perspective, and this is what we're talking about here, when you change your perspective and you're open to changing your perspective, you're opening yourself up to those new experiences to change the way you are now and the way you look at the future. So looking back <laughs> and doing the blaming, if you want to do that, I guess, okay, but don't do it for too long. Sure. <laughs> don't ruminate, I guess, is where I'm going with this. Because Absolutely. I think that was part of what my story was. I tended to ruminate so much. Mm -hmm. And what was the value there? I learned the lesson. 
I learned the lesson of what the entitlement was all about, and that's fine. Great. Let it go. <laughs> you talk about letting it go, right? Let it go and just move forward with it. So that's the permission that I think we're talking about here. And we don't often give ourselves permission to either move forward or accept the past. That's one of the huge lessons that I hope people are taking away today. I hope so too. Something you said there, you said that you know there may be some pain. And absolutely, when you face something that you didn't want to face, when you check your blind spot and see that something might be there, you can create hesitation. And when you bring up something that has a lot of emotion, a lot of history there, there's pain there. But you don't create pain when you do that. You expose it. Yeah. The pain was already there. So it's about every time that you discover something you previously did not understand, I think it's beyond just giving yourself permission. It's about giving yourself celebration, giving yourself kudos for having the courage to expose that pain, to expose that limiting belief, to expose that mindset that you came with before, because then you're giving yourself the power to change it. And you're also having the courage and the strength to face that pain that was already there. Mm -hmm. That's right. And one of the things in our conversation prior, you were asking me about, well, okay, if it's not limiting, then I think we were kind of playing around with the idea of what's the opposite of that, or then what did you feel? And what I love is where we landed on empowering. That was a word that really resonated too. And I love what you said about celebrating, because that to me is about empowering. Let's embrace it. Let's embrace what happened. Let's embrace the feeling. Right. And celebrate that we're able to do something with it. Absolutely. I think it's the difference between have to and get to. One of the things that I've talked about a fair amount, it, that's a perspective changer right there, right? Mm. So when I think about I have to endure the pain, that sounds pretty bad, mm-hmm. right? Because have to means that kind of sounds like forever. <laughs> like I'm going to, I have to deal with this. It's going to be with me forever. Oh my gosh. Instead of what if I change it to, I get to feel the pain and I get to celebrate, right? I get to deal with it. I get to move on with it. I get to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. I get to open up to new ways of interacting with people. I have a new filter. Right. I get to have a new filter. Oh my gosh, that's very different. It does something in my mind anyway. It leaves me with a better feeling. Absolutely. When we talked about the difference between limiting belief and the opposite of that, I had shared that there was an author I was listening to who calls the opposite of limiting beliefs enabling beliefs. And I said, I understand where he's coming with that, Mm -hmm. but I don't prefer that terminology because you are always able to choose what you do and to choose your actions. But now you have the understanding of why, which brings you so much more power. That's why they're empowering beliefs. You were always able to do whatever you wanted to do. You could push past anything, but now you're empowered with that information, with that awareness. And the way that I use that with my limiting belief was my limiting belief was about transparency. My fear of being seen as selfish caused me to hold back from people in communication. And when that limiting belief was exposed, absolutely there was pain associated there. However, Realizing that the opposite of withholding information is to be transparent with the information, to be transparent with intentions and such. Now I use that to empower me and I share with people up front, one of my highest values is transparency. And I don't always share their whole story and reason of why, but I come with one of my values is transparency. And I use that to push and pull me forward in conversations. When I feel that sense of hesitation, when I feel that little bit of fear, I remember transparency. And I push past that little bit of fear to be transparent, to be fully exposed, to be vulnerable, to be honest with the person in front of me. 
And so my limiting belief, what used to limit me, is now what pushes me forward, what pushes me past that moment of fear. And that's why I believe they're more than just enabling, they're empowering beliefs. Right, right. Because what I picture every time is like, every time you say it, repetitive learning here, every time (laughs) you say it, it becomes a stronger belief. Yes. It enhances that filter. It strengthens that filter. That's what it does. That's what's pretty cool about the lesson you're talking about is to think about the opposite and embrace it. It becomes empowering. And that was one of the things I had not thought about before, right? Because I felt one of the words that comes to mind is like I would shrink away. Mm. But empowering, that very word itself, just saying empowering versus enabling, (laughs) I don't think you can help it here that it's a much stronger word. Certainly, word choice is important. And it brings me to the thought that you had mentioned about permission. I think permission is the first step after awareness or with awareness, right? You can't blame yourself for what you previously did not know. Right. You must give yourself permission to accept it, to move forward, to embrace it. Right. But then also give yourself permission to continue. And that's where the empowering piece comes in of give yourself permission and then continue with the excitement of what that provides. So then when the new limiting belief comes up, you give yourself permission so much faster. I think the first time that awareness comes up, it's scary. It can be groundbreaking, earth-shattering at times. And it may take a little bit to give yourself that permission to accept it and to grieve. There's a piece here that we haven't really talked about, which is the grief. Yes. There's a little bit of grief. I had this in a coaching call recently where someone said, I wish I had talked to you before, you know, or I hear that from counselors' experiences where so many of their clients say, I wish I had known this. I wish I had seen this before. And some of that is about giving yourself permission to accept it and that you did not previously know. But I also think there's a piece there about grief. Mm-hmm. Grieving what could have been. Yes. And that is a true emotional response and it's important and it's okay. But we also have to realize that what could have been never actually existed. That's true. It's a false reality. It is a false reality. I love what you're saying there because that, to me, that's that objective viewpoint that mm-hmm. we were talking about, right? Step back from it and look, look, we should have been, could have been is not something that we can control right now. What I can impact, I can impact now in the future. I can impact yes. and change what I'm going to do moving forward. So I applaud what you're saying there about the grief process, right? Mourn it and then let it go however you want to do that, Mm -hmm. symbolically, metaphorically, whatever you need to do, it's okay to feel it. It is. So I like the grief process and then I like the empowering part because the empowering part to me also talked about being open. Now I can give myself permission to be aware of those other things that come up Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I'm good at this. I'm good at noticing patterns. I'm good at noticing behavior and how it affects me. Ooh, that was good. So I tried it, right? Give yourself permission to try and give yourself permission to try again. And again, without putting any label of good or bad on it. Once you're aware, you're empowered. So realizing that the awareness gives you the power because it gives you the understanding of why. How oftentimes are we ridiculously frustrated, Mm -hmm. stressed, confused, tense, because something isn't going right, something in our communication is not resonating, someone is frustrated with us, and we don't know why. And if you don't know why, you can't do anything about it. Right. And then you feel helpless. When you can uncover, discover why, there'd be a limiting belief or another piece that was in your blind spot, lack of awareness. When you can 
understand why, it empowers you to be able to do something about it. But until you know why, there's nothing you can do. It's just a guessing game, throwing stuff at the wall and trying and seeing what sticks. You are so right. You are so right. What's going through my head right now is the visual of awareness equals empowerment. Yes. And I don't know how many people make that connection, mm. right? We stop with awareness and just letting it sit at awareness, oh, awareness, and thinking, that's good enough. <laughs> and what you're shifting here is the thought that, no, you know what? Awareness equals empowerment. So if you tell yourself that, that's what I think is the value coming out of this discussion. Awareness equals empowerment. Carry that with you, right? Repeat to yourself. If you have to say it out loud (laughs) two or three times, I am empowered, I am empowered, I am empowered. Do that. That is pretty key right there. What a connection. Yes, you are bringing it full circle for me, Roger, because I always tell my clients and even just people that I have conversations with about awareness, I say awareness is always the first step, but it should never be the last. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I say often it should be the first step. Awareness should be the first step, but it should never be the last. And now we're tying that full circle to what that means is you are now empowered. Use it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. Go forward with that. This gives you incredible potential forward momentum, but it's on you to use it. Exactly. Don't just stop at the awareness. The awareness itself does not provide that momentum, that growth, that activation. But the application of the awareness yes. is where the true empowerment is revealed. And that goes back to something you and I both believe very strongly in, which I believe is we have a choice. We always yes. have a choice. And what we choose to do with the awareness is exactly what you're speaking to right now. What do I choose to do with that awareness? Choose empowerment. Choose action. Choose to do something with it. Like you said, it doesn't stop there. So make that choice. So I think what I'm coming away with is... Awareness is perspective, right? Awareness changes your perspective. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like such an obvious thing to say, but (laughs) but awareness changes your perspective. Well, as we have discussed and discovered, you can never complete awareness. Mm -mm. Awareness is not a goal, it's a journey. Yeah. Just as you increase awareness, you're increasing your perspectives. So it's an ongoing journey. And if you want to increase your perspectives to give yourself more flexibility, more opportunity, more empowerment, you must further your awareness and you must give yourself the permission to accept the reality as it is and only as it is, not the false reality that could have been. But give yourself permission to accept what is, not blame yourself for it, and realize that instead of looking backwards, you can look forwards and see how much more opportunity and how much more empowerment is ahead of you because of that increased awareness. So back to our analogy, what do you want to leave everybody with today, Ariel? I want to leave our listeners with the thought of look to your blind spot. It can be scary because it's in the dark. It's the unknown. I always say anxiety lies in the unknown. Mm -hmm. And what's in your blind spot is unknown. So it can be scary. But when you look in your blind spot, you have further awareness and you are more empowered. And how many of us don't want to be more empowered? It's an ongoing journey. So that's what I want to leave our listeners with is as slow as it may take, as little bit as you may look at at a time, look to your blind spot. Not responsible for what you see. You're only responsible for whether or not you look. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with, Roger? I think that's a beautiful thought. Wonderful. Thanks again for being with me today and for being here for our listeners and talking about emotional intelligence and giving yourself permission. Thanks for sharing your story. My pleasure. 
Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message MP3 to 888-523-2494 to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening.